You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launch date the 25th of April, 2021. Uh Uh-huh. What am I looking at? Show him, Rhonda. Something in the sky? I... Wait. Is that a meteorite? I'm afraid it most definitely is. Rather a large one. Welcome to you, you, and all you, yeah. And in fact, all of you listening. Oh. I hope I didn't miss anybody out there. If there's anybody, do let me know. You know, just raise a hand or whatever. Uh, I'm Benji Clifford. He's yeah. Nick Briggs. Hello. And, uh, well, let's go. We'll be chatting about Thunderbirds, Christopher Eccleston, and Music Suites. Five. Following that, the latest reviews we're looking at are for the Tenth Doctor and River Song, starring David Tennant and Alex Kingston. Oops. You owe me two favours now. No, I don't. I'm only delayed because I stopped to answer the phone. Then hang up and get out of there. After we delve into listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com, we'll be doing yet more delving. That's right. <gasps> behind delving. the scenes with The First Doctor Adventures, Volume 5. I'm uh, David Bradley, and I'm playing the Doctor. Hot on the heels of that, oh, sorry, wrong voice, the Randomoid Selectatron <laughs> will be offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. In this case, the end of scientific knowledge. And then we finish off with a 60s-tastic drama tease. The first 15 minutes of The Avengers, the comic strip adaptations, Volume 5, Whatever Next, by John Dorney for absolutely free. Ah, there you are, Steed, Miss King. <laughs> So, first up, uh, music suites. Explain! Sweet <laughs> music. Sweet music. Well, look, uh, shall I read out this email? I think it would be wise, yes. Why yeah. not, eh? If it's sent in by... Well, obviously, listeners' emails would be later, but this was sent by George Hewitt to podcast at bigfinish.com on the 19th of April. He says, Dear Nick and Benji, after listening to The Lone Centurion, The Dalek Protocol and Dalek Universe 1, I feel I must write in. These three releases are among some of the best I've ever heard from Big Finish. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to think they were all released within the same week. I know, it's bonkers, isn't it? What are we doing? What are we doing? The sound design, music, writing, directing and acting in each of them is simply incredible. And each one exceeded my expectations. Please pass on my greatest thanks to all involved with producing such high quality stories that have been a joy to listen to including the cover artists and these covers have been exceptional i have a question nick in the podcast a few weeks ago you said that dalek universe and lone centurion would come with music suites however upon their release they didn't come with any while i adored these releases i'd love to be able to listen to the music from them on its own as well as howard carter and rob harvey have done such excellent work on them respectively is there any chance you'd be able to offer them as bonus downloads equally i don't want to sound greedy i really did love these releases and can't wait for the second volumes of each the lockdown for me has certainly been made easier with the content you produce, and I can't wait for everything else that's still to come this year and in the future. I'm especially looking forward to finding out details about new 2022 box set ranges. Ho, 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 with best wishes, George Hewitt. Now, the reason I'm reading that out is really for the, the Dalek Universe and Lone Centurion bit, where I said, oh yes, I'm sure there'll be um, 
music uh, suites. And then I spoke to David Richardson. He said, oh, no, we don't do music suites for these boxes. <laughs> and oh, goodness me. So what I've done is I've spoken, and, and I hope other people want this, and I'm not just going to all this effort. Someone's just hammering something in a garden near me there uh, for, for George, but I'm happy to go for, to all this effort for George. I've got Rob Harvey and Howard Carter to do music suites for those two releases, which should at some point soon uh, be available as bonus downloads. And going forward, I'm trying going to try and make it that every release has, because uh, we can't fit them on the CDs a lot of the time, um, has bonus music suite downloads. So how, how about that? What do you reckon? Well, there's also one thing that I would say as well um, is... If you if you're listening to a story and you know you want to see if there's some music and this is more so for things maybe that have been made you know in the past which is I suppose everything but um, if you <laughs> Google the name of the sound designer musician um, a lot of them have SoundCloud pages where they actually have clips of music and things like that so you can find quite a few bits and bobs yeah, out there on the internet point. as well nice. so it's always worth a go um, but yeah that sounds brilliant Nick. Well, that's right. You know, I got in touch with uh, Rob and, and Howard and, and Rob said, oh, I'll do it today. So I think his is already uploaded. And Howard said, I'll see if I can turn something around over the weekend. I didn't say to either of them that it was urgent, but that's what great guys they are. They just said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I think Good most eggs. composers are keen to share their music. I mean, you know, I was going to sort out my music for the uh, Third Doctor Volume 7. and um, But then I was told, oh, it's not needed. So I, I didn't do it. So maybe I'll do it later for um, a download release. Good um, idea. Yeah, so there you go. Thank you, George. Anyway, I hope uh, I hope that you'll be able to get a hold of that soon. I know we're going to make an announcement about it. So next up then, another mention coming in here. And this is, of course, it was huge on the internet. Loads of people were really excited mm. by it. But that is Thunderbirds by Anderson Entertainment. That's right, yes. Nick. Your this is a, a project very close to your heart. Uh, do tell us more. Yeah, well, tell um, us. Yes, yes. Well, I'm also executive producer for audio for Anderson Entertainment, and uh, Jamie Anderson and I have been working on getting this range of Thunderbirds and other Anderson releases. That and what they are is they're they're very uh, faithful adaptations of the John Thaden books from the 60s. Uh, so it's not a reimagining or anything. We're trying to make it as faithfully as possible and as faithful to those books. So there's narration as well, but loads of dramatic stuff and sound effects. Just listening to the first bits of sound design and music coming through. Brilliant music from uh, uh, Joe Kramer, who also of course, works with Big Of course. Anyway, for those of you who didn't uh, see the uh, trailer, or, or indeed hear it, because there was a visual version as well. But uh, since this is an audio podcast, we won't be playing you the video on here. <laughs> Suddenly it bursts it would be out. Impossible. So anyway, here's the trailer. Five, four, three, two, one. Thunderbirds are go. Shall withstand me. The Rolls Royce, please, Parker. Yes, belated. Scott, can you read me? Scott. We shall take over your world. Miss that guy, he'll stop at nothing. One shot, and the nerve center of international rescue will be destroyed. Anderson Entertainment presents Thunderbirds Terror from the Stars. 
There you are, Thunderbirds, oh. Terror from the Stars. Yeah, very exciting. Exciting stuff there. Oh. More of that to come. And finally, here's one for the uh, Radio Times, if you're listening, guys. Hello. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, you probably saw the video come out recently with Chris Eccleston answering questions. You saw that, didn't you? course it was great a great watch recommend yeah. people check it out it's brilliant to see the the great man himself answering questions well he was asked if he'd heard my in inverted commas <laughs> impersonation of him um which i was slightly dismayed at because it, it just sounded like uh, i mean and i i you know i saw this in advance and everything and i did i i teetered on the brink sorry there's the drilling sound in the background it's not chris eccleston trying to get me <laughs> um uh, i i did sort of worry that it might sound like um when you say to chris eccleston have you heard nick briggs's impersonation of you it sounds like i go around the place sort of going here do you want to hear me chris eccleston you know just <laughs> the first thing i do when i walk into a room um uh, but of course what they were talking about was when I'd done audiobooks when I'd done the Ninth Doctor's voice occasionally you know mm. and we did the Ninth Doctor Chronicles and I, I read those and, and did a um, a vague approximation <laughs> to the best of my ability uh, of the, the Ninth Doctor's voice uh, and so yeah I did dither about whether that question should be in there but um, our head of marketing Steve Berry said to me can I prevail upon your sense of self-deprecation because Chris does it in such a serious way that I worried that some people would think that he was genuinely annoyed by the question, you see. <laughs> but, you know, so on his last day of recording, I, I popped on the session because I wasn't directing that just to talk to him about it in front of the whole cast because that's the only way you could do it on uh, Clean Feed. And um, I said... Uh, I said, I just wanted to say about that business about me impersonating you. And he just started to laugh. He said, I was thinking about that last night. He said, I was wondering whether I'd sounded a bit harsh. <laughs> he said, I honestly don't mind. He said, people do me all the time. And he said that, uh, you know, he finds it uh, amusing that they're quite often really quite accurate. But he said, you know, when we meet up in the studio next time, he said, I'll do you, you do me. We'll do each other's voices. But he was very, very nice about it. I said, I just didn't want you to think that I just go around impersonating you. It was, it's me doing an audit. And he was going, all right. He didn't need me to explain. He was just being really lovely about it. And so I just wanted to explain that also for the wider audience and perhaps even for a, a little Radio Times feature because uh, you, you seem to be extracting things, I say, and, and making features <laughs> of them. And why not, I say? I am here to provide you with content anytime you like, guys. Um, just you know, ping me an email, ask me to talk about something. <laughs> anyway, I hope that wasn't too contentious, was it? No, I, don't, I think that was that was absolutely fine. Okay. Absolutely fine. Well, we might as well keep the momentum going. Yes. Uh, so why don't we have a, a little look at latest reviews? And as promised, this week it's Doctor Who, the Tenth Doctor and River Song. Kill the trailer. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the Tenth Doctor and River Song. I need you to break into the Apocalypse Vault at the end of the Quantum Vatican. No, that's a fixed point. I can't do that. I'll see you there. River! <laughs> it's not too bad being worshipped as a god. You should try it. Doctor. Yes? He's here to kill you. Oh, I can tell. I'm the Doctor. Oh, 
Good grief. You're a year late. Oops. You owe me two favours now. No, I don't. I'm only delayed because I stopped to answer the phone. Then hang up and get out of there. Oh, I've done Elizabethan London loads. Been round the tower, been in the tower. Of course you have. I got six months for dating a Spaniard. Oh, of course you did. Now this year is taking lives. No one has died on this ship, Porter, and no one will. How did you get in here? Oh, you really do have an axe. Doctor. Well, I thought she was bluffing. The biggest gems will be halfway across London. Who's making exploding jewellery? They must be dead. Unless it's something worse. Something worse? What could be worse than being dead? Being a ghost. Nerve gas! Just keep running! I'm River, by the way, and uh, this is my friend, the Doctor. Hello. I can't think of anything you like more than that screwdriver. Ugh, boys and their toys. Yeah, well, right now that particular toy would be very useful in finding out what these ghosts really are. Big finish. We love stories. Close your mouth, sweetie. You're dribbling. What? Uh, and you can find this beauty by going to bigfinish.com. Uh, and guess what? You know, if you type into the search bar at the top, go on, guess, guess what you type in. Oh, uh, would it be um, 10th Under River or something like that? Or yeah, 10th tenth... Doctor Rivers, and River song. Yeah, 10th River, River. You know, you can, you can slap it in and it'll work. I can't guess. Um, this first one here is digitalfix.com. Uh, this is Latchland Haycock. Uh, and it says, uh, it's simply a delight hearing the 10th Doctor back in action. And to have him joined by River Song makes these three stories a must buy oh. and compulsory listening. You will listen. Of, you will listen. Um, the, uh, one of the most highly anticipated releases of the end of 2020. The 10th Doctor and River Song lives up to expectations. These three exciting, expansive, and lively tales featuring a talented pair of leads playing two delightful and long lived characters. Long may they continue at Big Finish. Ho <laughs> ho. Well, that's a nice bit of digital fixing there. Um, yeah, it's um, quite. Mm, yes, a big blue box podcast.co.uk. Mark Donaldson. Uh, it sounds like a sports reporter's name, Mark Donaldson. We go over to the Grand National with Mark Donaldson there on the spot. Well, here we are. The, oh, there's a horse going past. Yes, it's only three legs. Uh, the, I don't know what I'm talking about. The, the, there are breezy capers, doomed romances, and spooky science fiction. Proper bread and butter Doctor Who of the era. It's replicating. Nice one, Mark. IndieMacUser.co.uk, Jacob Licklider says, The Tenth Doctor and River Song may have been set born out of a pandemic, but it fulfills its purpose and makes a lasting impression on the listener. Taking full advantage of the actor availability, it tells three varied stories and is a good example of limiting resources making something great. 8.3 out of 10. Limited resources. Okay. Uh, cultbox.co.uk Ian McArdle says while it was inevitable that this pair would meet on audio was it? Okay, we must admit that the announcement of this box was a surprise yes we must apparently conceived and written apace thanks to David Tennant's sudden pandemic availability pand availability <laughs> trying to find it good, is that a good word? Yeah. pand availability they are a treat. Despite the rapid production, there is no sense of a drop in quality. Of course not. Uh, the two leads are at the top of their game, surrounded with high production values throughout. There's five stars there. Four of them are blue, one of them is white. <laughs> which, which one's relevant, I don't know, but hopefully it's the four. Why not colour the other one in? 
Yeah, come on, get your pen out. Uh, Warpfactor.com Matthew Super Kestrel uh, says here, uh, hmm. as with releases such as Shadow of the Sun and Time Lord Victorious audios, Big Finish have created another triumph in lockdown with this Tenth Doctor and River Song miniseries. One of which brings together two icons of modern Who with creative powers of the company at their finest. For fans of the Tenth Doctor and River, or even those intrigued enough to consider Big Finish for the very first time, it's well worth both your time and your money. Brilliant recommendation there, Matthew. Thank you for that. Uh, whoreview.wordpress.com and the uh, zero in who is... Uh, well, the O in who is zero. I uh, ruined yeah, that. Ruined that. I blew it. I blew it. Sorry, Daniel Mansfield. Anyway, he wrote this. Overall... The 10th Doctor and River Song is one of the best box sets that Big Finish have released this year, with strong direction from Nicholas Briggs, who I get mentioned, and truly fantastic central performances from the two leads. You'd never know this was recorded remotely during lockdown. Of course, that's the point. It works so well. Each story is strong in its own right, but the collection as a whole is definitely far more than just the sum of its parts. It's just so exciting to hear David Tennant and Alex Kingston play off against one another after all these years, and I really hope we hear more from this pairing. Highly recommended. Now there's five gold glinting stars here. Uh, they did work really well together, actually. It was a, such a joy to direct. Beautiful. The blog of delights.blogspot.com, child of the 70s, says this box set manages to give us what we want, some extra meetings for Dr. Ten and River, but without messing up what comes later in the Matt Smith years. Cool. Stories are varied and diverting, and the leads sparkle. Me. Job done. Four stars there. Oh, nice. Yes. On Twitter, at Lalalogay says, I love David Tennant and I love River Song. So what's not? Enjoy. The dynamic between these two is so good. Better than you'd think! Exclamation marks. Oh. Uh, by far, my favourite is expiry dating. And I'm not lying when I say it's one of my favourite big finished stories. Well, we hope you wouldn't lie on Twitter. Well, talk of Twitter. It's legally, legally binding, 14. isn't it? Speaking on Twitter is legally binding. It is. You have to sign a, a, a Twitter agreement organised by the Twitter Council of Birds and Owl Folk. Um, Icywind14 <laughs> says, The 10th Doctor and River Song from Big Finish was a solid fun box set all round, but this yeah. story is just brilliant. Oh. I can't remember last time I just laid in bed thinking about a Doctor Who story like I did after listening to it. Wow, well, there we go. Next week we'll be talking about the 6th Doctor adventure flight of the pimpernel until then let's get on with the rest of the podcast coming up soon we'll be going behind the scenes with the first doctor adventures volume five in the meantime it's so uh, <laughs> listeners emails <laughs> It's that time again where we go into the email satchel and put out a handful of queries and requests and chats and messages from all you lovely people out there. And if you wish to get in, uh, get in contact with us, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, it's very easy. All you need to do is send an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. So this one here is from Alex Not, okay. uh, not Alex, Alex Not. Uh, Vortex mail slash podcast. Big finishing is the subject of that one. Mm. Just a note to say, I found Dalek Universe One to be an absolute home run. Get the in. seamless melding of the Terry Nation action adventure universe with the Tenth Doctor's sprightly manic sense of loss and melancholy uh, was just superb. 
superb, uh, oh. with a particular praise for John Dorney's impeccable two-part opener. Yeah. Uh, Big Finish do such brilliant work with what I'll call the big finishing of Doctors. Um, <laughs> your many productions that fit seamlessly with the various Doctors' respective eras and recreate time gone by are, of course, excellent. But when you let the writers simply run wild to forge whole new epochs for the Doctor, perhaps that is when you shine brightest. Bring. I'm thinking of the evolution of the sixth uh, Doctor uh, of Evelyn Smythe and the Forge, Hex and the Word Lord in A Death in the Family, the Eleven and the Ravenous, and now the Tenth Doctor, Mark Seven and Anya Kingdom. Mm. Long may our favourite Doctors attend Big Finishing School, for these new, uh, whole new worlds to play in uh, may be my favourites. I await the era of pre-Rose Ninth Doctor in Ravagers with bated breath. Best, Alex Knott. Alex Knott is uh, is creative producer, director, artistic director of the old Red Lion Theatre. How about that? There we go. Well, then, you know, that's praise. Praise where praise is due. Somebody with uh, good experience in the field. Uh, Next up, The Outsider. Uh, says even more questions i think we might have missed the outsider's first email but anyway uh the outsider says hello once more to my big finish friends i do so enjoy listening to your podcast you really sound like you're having great fun uh, we do try you know big heaping helpings of fun but as always i have questions Ooh. in a recent different podcast i heard gary russell i think this was the sirens of audio with uh, Dwayne bunny actually mm-hmm. uh mention that he had two of the unused scripts developed for the doctor who tv movie have you ever considered recording them as lost stories well that'd be interesting wouldn't it be I very interesting I, I bet there's a whole rights issue there but that'd be a fantastic thing to do it'd be very very different i imagine because they went through all sorts of different phases of development but what to do with Doctor Who. I think the TARDIS was a horse in one of them. I just yes, made that Yes, that was up. correct. That's correct. <laughs> Called uh, Sheila. I think that would be fascinating to hear, uh, says the outsider. Speaking of fascinating, on a scale of David Tennant to Jackie Lane, who was more challenging to entice to the recording studio, Tom Baker or Christopher Eccleston? That's actually a very good question. Yeah. Um... David Tennant and Jackie Lane Jackie Lane not at all David Tennant did do it oh uh, or Tom Baker or um, I can't I can't really answer that question you know um, they were completely different processes and they both required a little bit of you know chat and reassurance beforehand um, what um just bearing in mind that the Radio Times will be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, Tom Baker and I had a long uh, email exchange off and on for quite a few months uh, before things got, you know, sorted. And um, I certainly I didn't speak to Chris beforehand, but I spoke to his agent a lot. We had a lot of long chats about stuff, about stories and about the approach. So, yes. So, uh, P.S. Speaking of Jackie Lane, I'm sure you've tried to have her record and she's certainly sure to her, her reasons not to, but I do... I, 
hope she knows just how much she and Dono, Dodo, <laughs> Dono, who's Dono? That's a good <laughs> donut. Are loved to this day. Yeah, well, uh, yes, uh, she's completely uh, not doing acting anymore. Uh, so that's not a possibility. But yes, and as you know, we have a, 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 a new Dodo coming in uh, who's already done a little bit for us as well. Lauren Cornelius, brilliant actor. I hope you enjoy all that when you hear it. And finally, we have one here from uh, Chris Vint. Uh, subject of this one is, they certainly are go. Oh. Uh, hello, chaps. I was happy to find that Thunderbirds is now coming a big finish. Da, 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 da. Of course, I pre-ordered my digital copy with yourselves. I've started collecting vinyl and have Time Lord Victorious, Dalek Universe 1 oh. and Ravagers 1 all pre-ordered on vinyl which I'm sure uh, to be happy about. Uh, and I was thinking, what factors do you take into account before producing the stories onto vinyl? Uh, I know that you can't physically do them all, but was wondering if there is going to be more in the future with vinyl sales in general on the rise. Keep up the good work with everything, and thanks for all you do. Kind regards, Chris Vint. It's uh, an interesting question. Uh, I'm glad you're happy about Thunderbirds. I uh, hope you heard the trailer again at the top of the podcast. Um, we sort of have a discussion and we kind of go, oh, we sort of, it's a bit arbitrary, really. I think we think if there's going to be a huge demand for something, we think, oh, let's do a special release as well, because it is quite expensive to release stuff on vinyl. So, yeah, that's usually it, really, something that is going to, we think is going to be a big seller. That's, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for your brilliant emails, folks. Uh, they do actually make a huge difference to us. Um, mm. Yeah, it's great. Well, you to know, hear I love emails. You. Well, it almost goes without saying, but not quite. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, more next time. Don't forget that we'll be drama-teasing you with Steed and Tara King in <sighs> The Avengers, the comic strip adaptations, Volume Five. Whatever next by John Dorney. Oh. Whatever next by Whatever John next, Dorney. yes. Whatever well, that's next, next isn't it? Um, <laughs> that's at the end of this podcast, but coming up right now, we're lifting the curtain on the making of the first Doctor Adventures, Volume 5. I'm uh, David Bradley, and I'm playing the Doctor. OK, all. Scene 12, let's give it a read-through. We're on. Over to you. Oh, sounds like we got off that ladder just in time. Thank goodness you were here. You saved us. Don't be so sure of that. Halt! Strangers! Very strange strangers. Could hardly be stranger. Look at their clothes. Their hair. We don't all suit a tonsure, gents. Hands in the air. Now, come on. There's no need to point guns at us. Papers. Proof of genetic history. I beg your pardon? Proof of what? Hand them over. Now. Oh, dear. This isn't good. No, no, this isn't good at all. It's such a wonderful, wacky, weird story. And um, I, I, every time I do one, particularly with this one as well, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, wouldn't it be fun to film these as well? Because they're so, they're so graphic. And the world, I mean, this one is, is quite dark, much darker than some of the others. It's a, a, a little bit gruesome at times and... Uh, if this was on film, it would be closer to um, Guillermo del Toro, Steven Soderbergh and, uh, and that kind of territory. Hi, I'm Claudia Grant and I play Susan. I'm Gemma Powell and I play Barbara. And I'm Jamie Glover and I play Ian. I didn't hear a single one of you congratulating me for landing somewhere circumspect. Circumspect, yes, that's one word for it.
It's great to be in a world which is like, well, is Earth, but isn't Earth. Mm. And sort of the nightmarish thing of being trapped. And also it's lovely having a bit of humour being followed around by a strange amorphous blob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, it's great. It's great fun. I'm Amanda Hurwitz and I play Mummy. I'm Clive Wood and I play Daddy. He's pretty dark. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I'm finding it quite funny as well. I mean, I'm finding it very humorous. I mean, I, I, that, but that's all my instinct is to go find that, you know. Okay? Otherwise it becomes a little uh, mono thingy. Absolutely. You know, you have to find those layers. And the, and the thing about racial purity, which I think is really interesting, yeah. and the, the sort of the idea that there is no such thing. Mm. I am running a whole civilization. A very small civilization. Granted. Whose populace is so terrified they rarely cause trouble. They'd better not. If they do, lasers. Quite. It's very interesting, isn't it? Because I suppose that's what I think makes people human, is that... Absolutely. It, yeah. You know, is feeling some empathy. But for characters like this, whatever has happened to them, and of course we don't know that because we don't know what their backstory is and how they ended up there, but somehow they were promoted beyond their capacity. My name's Phil Mulrine, and I play uh, Bruddle Medicus and also one of the... Guards. We tell them aliens are a menace, a blight, a poison, and then we admit we need them. Or even worse, that we offer some pure injection that's full of alien matter. How do you expect me to sell that? Take it or die. <laughs> I would have thought the choice was simple enough. Oh, there speaks a man who has never had to work in politics. Bruddle Medicus is one of this, I, I guess you see four of these people at the top, Mummy and Daddy, and then Bruddle and Sissy, and he is in charge of public health, but that, but he, he really does not know what he's doing. Big finish, always amazing to work for, in whatever capacity, such a fantastic company, and I'm so pleased to be in a recording studio today doing some voice work, because I initially came into contact with Big Finish by doing some voice work. I then got the chance to write uh, some episodes, so I've done some Fourth Doctor stuff, I've done, uh, very excitingly, one of the War Doctor stories, a whole range of different things. In my other life, uh, I've also script-edited for TV, so I've gone and done various TV shows, which, which actually really limited my time to do any kind of acting and voice work. But I'm now writing a bit more full-time and that has left me freer with the days that I have and therefore hugely exciting to be back behind a microphone in a recording studio for these guys. My name is Susie Emmett and I'm playing a character called Sissy and she is sort of an assistant to Bruddle. So yes, she sort of runs the show behind the scenes. She's an interesting person. Uh, she describes herself as a monster at one point during the uh, show and yeah so she's just uh, she's just very uh, capable I think she runs things very efficiently and I think far from rather than being the case that so her the character she is someone who performs torture on uh, on the people of earth and rather than it being 
the case that she's sort of got used to that and is sort of happy to just sort of let that let be the case. I think she actually enjoys it. So there is an, an element of that that she is very pleased with, which consequently it's a really nice character to play because she's got potential to go in any direction so it's quite nice yeah and what is it you do here oh all manner of delicious things our primary job the job we have risen to thanks to a couple of decades of ingratiating service is sissy cruciatu assistant to bruddle medicus sissy bruddle the language here is so bizarre just go to bigfinish.com and type First Doctor Adventures into the search pane at the top. <coughs> Excuse me, clear my phone. Uh, to locate a lovely batch of nostalgic adventures. The Avengers will be on their way soon, but first... It's the Random Moments Selectatron where we'll be offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What we got? The Omega Factor. There we oh. go. The audio book, The Omega Factor. Oh, lovely. Yeah, Omega different one this week, Factor. isn't it? Yeah. Read by Louise Jameson. Uh, Which one is this? This is The Omega Factor by Jack Gerson, audio book. Oh, yeah. Book. There you go. Well, well worth it. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Omega Factor. Omega the last letter of the Greek alphabet. The end. In this case, the end of scientific knowledge. We are asking you to go further than that end, beyond the end, to the Omega Factor, and further. Big Finish, we love stories. There are, of course, uh, you know, there's a whole series of Omega Factor uh, dramas as well. But this is a really good introduction, and Louise does an incredible reading. Uh, it was one of the greatest series that I've ever worked on for Big Finish. I did the music for the dramas, and um, it's lovely work by all concerned. And John Dorney, absolutely brilliant in the dramas as well. Um, what more could you want, quite frankly, yeah. for for a randomoid selectatron this week? You know, to spend some time with Louise Jameson. Lovely stuff, and it's so easy nice. to, as well to get your hands on it. So oh, yeah, while you're do. doing that, I'll um, just uh, yeah, email, email Jackie and, and Sue to tell them about. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, if you want to get your twenty five percent discount, um, all you need to do is go to bigfinish dot com. When you're on there on the menu, go to podcast, and when the podcast page lo- uh, loads up, you'll have the podcasting question which will be this week's one click read more and then in the blurb underneath it it will say just click here and enter the code buck up that's b-u-c-k-u-p no spaces punctuation complication party for the nation you name it uh, whatever it is just put in buck up and you will get your 25 percent discount it's as easy as that um, and please, you know, please do give it a go because it's always nice to get a little bit of a special discount isn't it oh yes definitely Oh, sorted that. Sent that email. Well done. Nicely, nicely done. Nicely done. Well, thanks, Ran. As always, you've done us proud. Uh, next week, the Big Finish podcast is entitled Iris Avengers. Oh. We'll be going behind the scenes with our latest Steed and Tara King adventures, and we'll be teasing you with our latest adventures for Iris Wild Time. 
time traveller extraordinaire from the creative pen of Paul Mars. So until then, it's goodbye from from us. us. Synchronised. Time now for some avenging. Someone there? Hello? Who is it? All right, Jones. Brace yourself. you bally burglars. Let's be having you. Plantagenet Jones might not be armed, but he can still look after himself. Greetings, human. Hey? We have travelled many light years to meet you. What? Who are you? And where do you come from? I am Thrum. This is my lieutenant, Grawling. We come from the other side of the Milky Way. Ah. And we are here to help you. We are here to save humanity! Mother wants to meet us? Most urgently, apparently. (laughs) Of course. He never seems to meet us any other way. Still, any excuse for a drive in the country, eh? Oh, yes. Always a delight. The trees, the flowers... The telescope ten stories high. I beg your pardon? Good Lord, an observatory. Well observed. I presume that's where we're going. It would seem to match the address Mother gave me, yes. I wonder what he wants us to look into. Ah, there you are, Steed, Miss King. Bang on time. You sound surprised. You did specify urgency. Sometimes, where you're concerned, Steed, urgency is not stopping to order a second glass of champagne in the local hostelry. Oh. Well, we didn't need to stop. Steed came prepared. He has a hamper in the boot. Then let's hope he lives long enough to enjoy it. Follow me. Ronda. That's rather an ominous statement. Well, this is a rather ominous time. In the next few minutes, we'll find out whether the world is about to be destroyed or not. Goodness, the whole world. Aren't you being just a little dramatic, Mother? We'll see, shall we? Literally. The telescope is just through here. Ah, a 
we're not alone. This is Henry Ransom, the American ambassador. Good to meet you, Mr. Steed. I've heard so much about you. Of course, you've met Ambassador Brodney from the other side. Oh, yes. Mr. Steed, a pleasure as always. It's been far too long. Really? Sometimes I think it hasn't been long enough. Uh, always the Joker. That's what I love about you, Mr. Steed. Well, this is quite the United Nations. Yes. To what do we owe this meeting of the minds? Take a look through the telescope. Uh-huh. What am I looking at? Show him, Rhonda. Something in the sky? I... Wait. Is that a meteorite? I'm afraid it most definitely is. Rather a large one. And it's heading straight for us. Yes, that does sound rather dangerous. See for yourself. It looks rather dangerous, too. It is. That thing hits, it'll crack this planet like an egg. And we'd be totally scrambled. It appeared on our monitoring screens only a few hours ago. But it's traveling at a remarkable speed. How long before it strikes? Oh, a few hours. But our window is much smaller. Ten minutes. Ten? If we shoot it down any later than that, the resultant debris would still fall to Earth. Causing nearly as much damage. Quite. And we don't have the resources to pull off a launch in time. Ah, so you sought international cooperation. Cooperation my country was most happy to give. You have a plan, then? A plan that is already underway. Rhonda? Now, what you can see there is the Nevada desert. What I can see there is a rocket. But even with the shared resources, Surely you couldn't have had the time to construct it either. All in good time, Steed. Ten, nine, eight, seven, five, four, three, two, one. We have That rocket is fitted with a warhead that should blow the meteorite to Kingdom Come. Built with our assistance, naturally. But as Steed says, how? If the meteorite only registered with our monitoring stations a few hours ago, you couldn't possibly have managed to build it in time. We'll explain in due course, Miss King. Let's see if it hits its target first. The directional calculations were very delicate. I'm sure they were. And if it misses? Then we only have a few hours left to live. Wonderful. Well, in that case, I'm certainly glad I brought the hamper. Here we go. Close up. Close up. Any second now. It's going to peace. No! Your calculations were wrong! Success! Excellent work. Ah, uh, yes. Well done. Oh, Brodney of little faith. Thank you, Rhonda. Well, that went pretty well. <laughs> yes, as escapades go, it was certainly one of our simplest. Now we can have that picnic. I'm not sure whether we can, Tara. I don't think Mother would have invited us here to witness a fait accompli. Quite so. 
Even with that meteorite finished, I'm afraid, Miss King, your work here is just beginning. I assume it concerns the mystery we both commented upon. The speed at which the rocket was manufactured. The rocket wasn't completed at speed. We've been working on it for quite some time. What? You mean since before the meteorite was spotted? Several days before. To what end? Well, to stop the meteorite. What else? <laughs> yes, but... Uh, Mother, I, I will admit I'm getting a bit confused. You're not alone. Our systems might not have registered it until a few hours ago, but that doesn't mean we didn't know it was coming. Oh? Four days ago, we received a phone call informing us that a meteorite was on a collision course with Earth and that our strongest telescopes would be able to detect it today at, uh, well, the exact time they did detect it as it happens. Four days later? Sounds like a most unpredictable prediction. Intriguing, wouldn't you agree? Of course, we hear from cranks all the time. But the detail in this call was unusual and gave it the ring of truth. So we decided to err on the side of caution. I'm very glad we did. But how on earth did our mysterious caller spot it days before our most powerful equipment? Precisely what we want you to find out. I can think of no better man for the job. I personally insisted on you being assigned. Remarkably kind of you, Brodney. And I was willing to take it on recommendation. But how am I supposed to locate this chap? Actually, I suspect that could be him now. He said he'd ring back the moment the danger was over. I asked the office to forward his call. Then I'd better take it. Hello? I was right, wasn't I? Yes. If you're the gentleman I think you are. Congratulations on your prediction. Are you the man I spoke to earlier? No. But I represent him. The cheek. My name is John Steed. And you are? Plantagenet Jones. Plantagenet Jones, eh? Jones. Now, where do I know that? Oh, yes. You fourologist, I think. Bit of a crackpot, by all accounts. Perhaps reports of his crackpottedness have been greatly exaggerated. Good to speak with you, Mr. Jones. We're very intrigued here as to how you managed to make such an accurate prediction. Perhaps you'd be so good as to give me your address. By all means. I have more information for you which could be of vital importance. You can find me at 54 Belvedere Crescent. I know it well. I'll be along shortly. Goodbye, Mr. Jones. Goodbye, Mr. Steed. But please, do hurry. They might come back again. Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones? Was he cut off in a menacing manner? No, he just hung up. But he did tell me where to meet with him. Really? And where was that? Best if I keep that to myself for now, I think, Ambassador. He sounded quite nervous. We wouldn't want to startle him any further. Oh, come now, Steed. <laughs> You're not playing fair? Yeah. If Steed says discretion is best, then I'm willing to take him at his word. He's the man for the job. You couldn't find better. I'll testify to that. Well, okay then. Thank you. So, we should probably get a move on, shouldn't we? Well, this drive is somewhat less leisurely than our last. I thought you were taking that one a little quickly. But I suspect on this occasion we're going to reach our destination in record time. He asked me to hurry. He was most insistent. Plantagenet Jones was. He said I should hurry as they might come back. They? And who are they? 
I've no idea, but no doubt we'll soon find out. He seemed awfully eager to pass on new information. My apologies, Tara. Hmm, that bridge was a lot more humpbacked than I was expecting. Does it look so innocuous? Steed? I, I don't want to worry you unduly. Which is hardly a comforting statement in itself. But I do suspect we're being followed. Oh, is that all? You're not troubled? I've been aware of our tales since we left. The motorcycle, yes? Yes. I suspect one of Ambassador Brodney's countrymen is eager to get the inside story. I suppose we can allow them a little rope. Many signs. Keep out, no trespassing, stay away. Do you think he's trying to tell us something? Very possibly, but I can't tell what. Steed, the lawn. Yes. It's been burnt. Yes, scorched. But just in those four places. Mm, like the corners of a square. Hmm. Something else to ask Mr. Jones. Mr. Steed? Mr. Jones? Who's that? This is Miss Tara King, my fashion-conscious colleague. May we join you? Yes, of course. Come in, come in. Quickly. I fear I may be in great danger. Goodness me, what an outfit. It's certainly distinctive. <laughs> so many colours. And you know, not every man could pull off a hat like that. Mm, even though they really should. When they find out what I've done, they'll come back for me. The mysterious they again. You said you had more information for us. And I do. This way, I study. This is the exact room in which it occurred. In which what occurred? Yes, Mr. Jones. Come on, speak up. What happened? Well, did you hear something? I'm sure it's nothing to be worried about. Please continue. Well, as I say, this is where I first met them. Who are them? They? Why, Thrum and Grawling, of course. Oh, Thrum and Grawling, of course. How silly of me not to know. It all started a few nights ago when I woke up and heard somebody moving about in the house. I thought nobody gets the jump on Plantagenet Jones. No, I imagine they don't. Do go on. I crept downstairs and saw the light was on in here, in the study. I opened the door and I saw them. Saw who? The aliens! Aliens? Aliens? Aliens! Aliens. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Whatever you do, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. 
And yo, you done it? Ha <laughs> ha! Ta-da!